This week on Dynasty Domain, training camp has kicked off. Thank goodness. And there are some headlines coming out of training camp, and some of them have caught our eyes. So we're going to talk about that this week and more. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. Hey, hey. And Simon Denny. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Dynasty Domain. Broncos country. Let's, let's ride. ride. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're still getting we're still getting some use out of that one. Uh, lots to talk about this week. Uh, big week, big day today because obviously the news we've all been waiting for, and that's going to lead us into our trade scenario of the week, so we can kind of get a market check on this. We um, have a new logo. Well, yeah, we'll get to all that. I'll get to all that. I'll that's do that. The big I, news. I, no, I know, but that's that's not it yet. Uh, the big news is that. Deshaun Watson's suspension or his recommended suspension from the Honorable Judge Sue, what's her last name? Robinson? Brown. Robinson. Brown? Bird? Why did I think it was Robinson? Brown, too? I don't know. Sue, Sue Bird Robinson? I thought it was Sue Ra- Brown. The Honorable Judge Sue, <laughs> who has recommended that Deshaun Watson receive a six-game suspension from the NFL. Um... We <laughs> we obviously at Dynasty Domain were expecting it to be more. Now we we should probably mention that this isn't final yet. Uh, the NFL could easily Goodell could easily just come back and say yeah it's, it's a year or yeah it's indefinite. But you know at this point I kind of don't expect that. I don't even I don't know. I guess my expectations for them are low at this point. But I, I I'm surprised to say the least. So our trade scenario of the week this week um, comes from when I just saw on Twitter is just kind of gauging people's minds and uh, side A in this trade is going to get Deshaun Watson. And a first round pick, a 23 first, random first. And side B is going to get Justin Herbert. So this is going to really, I think, <laughs> expose some differences in how we're, de- how we're valuing Deshaun Watson now that this news has come out. It, this is, by the way, we'll preface this is assuming that his suspension stays at six games. So let's, let's, let's talk about it like that. So I'll start. Um, I traded away Deshaun in one league. I kept him in. Most others, I had a lot of shares of them. Mostly hung on to them. I'm glad I did. It is my opinion at this time that if the six game suspension sticks, it's hard for me not to rank him above everybody besides the top three. I'm still taking Justin Herbert. Um, I know there can, there's an argument that can be made, honestly, to put Deshaun anywhere on this list because he is a top five dynasty fantasy QB when he is playing and he if he is only missing six games he's playing i mean he's playing most of the season it's my opinion that honestly you know if this is if this is the suspension if it sticks that he should move up to four in my rankings um he's that good he's that productive and if he's on the field like i said the the best ability is availability and if he's available there's really nothing else I need to see. You know he's going to be a top five quarterback. You know he's going to be productive. He's going to be on the best team he's been on in his career, and he's got the contract situation to back it up. So, uh, personally, in the in the trade, man, and this hurts because you know how much I love Justin Herbert. You know, I mean, you know how much I love Justin Herbert, my favorite NFL player. On a dynasty team, though, I'm taking Deshaun in a first, and and here's why. You know, obviously with the 23 first. You know the type of players you're getting with those right now. You know you're getting equivalent to like a third or fourth startup pick potentially. Add that on top of you know Deshaun Watson. You're not taking a huge production hit from Justin Herbert to Deshaun Watson. You're not taking a huge age hit. You're not taking anything except you're taking the risk that you know he's not going to get himself into trouble again. And at this point in time, I don't have anything that's scaring me away from Deshaun Watson anymore as the, if this suspension six. So how about you really guys? not yeah. even the fact that he's on the Browns. Well, that is that's that is that was always the scariest thing. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I mean, hopefully the Browns can turn it around a little bit and maybe be decent with Deshaun. But that's yeah. kind of my thoughts. So which side are you guys thinking on this? Uh, are you taking Justin Herbert? Are you taking Deshaun on first? Well, straight up, obviously, all of us are taking Justin Herbert um, with a 23 first. I don't think someone giving up a 23 first to acquire Justin Herbert um, is going to be an early first. It's probably not going to be a mid first. It's probably going to be a late 23 first. Let's, but just assume so, it's a random first. If it's it just anywhere from 1 to 12. Just so it even the playing field here. Simon? I mean, if, I'm, if it's a random first, I'm always going to assume worst case scenario, it's a late first. That's my assumption. I still have to take... By value, the right thing to do is play the value. 
Yep. I didn't know my. I do not want Deshaun Watson on a single one of my dynasty teams. I don't trust his situation long-term. Great. He has a long-term contract. I am scared that this can pop up at any point in his career, and this will happen again. I don't know. When you have 66 people, 66 women claiming something like this, who's to say one more doesn't come out or two more or three more? I don't know. Three more would be bad. That would be 69. Nice. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I know the correct play by value is taking Deshaun in the first. So I would do that. And then I would immediately try Flip to trade Deshaun. Deshaun into someone who does value him as that number four guy. Like Dak in a first. Yes. Or that something is, like that. That would immediately be my play. Yeah. Uh, it's here. Here's the thing with Deshaun. All opinion aside on it, it again, opinion aside, opinion aside. This is, I almost said in my opinion, <laughs> after I said opinion aside. Liar. The, the cases, almost all the cases, I think, I think except for one, have been settled. All 65 have yeah. been settled. He's got one left. Sure. Um, there is a whole other level to everything that's been going on with this, and that is the involvement of the Houston Texans, and that obviously involves Deshaun. That is far from settled. And, and there's a pretty big deal investigation going on with that that, like, at least at one point involved the FBI, and it was not that long ago. I would, I would assume that that's still ongoing. And that involves ownership. That involves, like, the entire Texans organization, which Deshaun was a part of. If anything were to pop up again, I could see that being the specific thing that pops up again. All that to say, again, value-wise, Simon, you're absolutely right. I, I can't... I can't in good conscience as a dynasty fantasy football player, take the Justin Herbert side when I'm offered a 23 first on top of a guy that is a couple years older and will put up the same level of production when he's on the field and people will pay that in dynasty for Deshaun Watson. They will pay almost the same amount that they will pay for Justin Herbert. Yeah. And, and honestly, there's a little part of me too that wonders it's been, Two years since he played two yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A full season he did not play. Yes. There we go. Uh I'll say it that way. Um who is to say that Lamar and Kyler are not better? You know, I know sure. Ju- yeah. Deshaun Watson was a very, very, very good quarterback in the three years he played. But Kyler and Lamar are both really good as well. Taking big steps, leaps and bounds of, yes. of, of improved quarterback play since Deshaun has been out of the league. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Just in a season. Actually, I mean, Lamar, he was injured last year. I personally thought he was better than he's ever been when he was healthy last year. Yeah. And he's put on 25 pounds. And, and I'm not willing, you know, had all this not happened, I would have Deshaun over them. You know, if, if we were ranking this back in 2020, I would have had Deshaun over them. But it's been a while. I don't, I don't think anyone would be wrong to say, okay, I'll just put him at six then behind those five guys. You know, the top three, the big three, Lamar and... Kyler and maybe even Joe Burrow who knows I don't think that's wrong however if Deshaun Watson settles back in to ADP at 104 then you have to you know you take him at 104 and you trade for one of those guys that you prefer yeah and and Avery has been pretty quick to not quick in a bad way but he's he's been of the three of us the quickest to immediately reinsert Deshaun Watson into the fourth quarterback spot in dynasty which we all assuming he's playing yeah we all together said not that long ago that Deshaun should be going forth. Burrow should not be going over Deshaun, et cetera, et cetera. We said that a lot. And I, yeah. And yep. now, um, Avery, you've got him back at four already. I think personally I have him right around Dak. I can't decide whether I want him over or behind Dak. Um, and Simon has him the lowest currently, I think at 10. So no, I have him at, I have him right behind Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah. So anyways, I think for us, I don't think there's a wrong answer with this. If you have him at four, not yet there's not. That's that's fine. If you have him lower, I think currently that's also fine. There are a lot of things that are still indefinite. This is why we dropped him in the first place. His suspension wasn't even known for so long. So why would you take a gamble on a guy who you have no idea what the NFL has has cooking? <laughs> yeah, this whole situation <laughs> sure. is not over yet. 
And I think, Avery, you used the key term there, not yet. You said not yet. Not There's yet. not a right answer. Yep. And I think once he starts playing, let's say week 18 of the regular season in 2023, well, I guess then there will be a right answer. Sure. There because will be then a, yes. we will see, have seen how he plays and how he fits into this Browns offense and how it, that whole organization looks and if there is anything else new coming out. And then there will be a, quote, right answer as in what tier you should have them in. Yeah, and I want to emphasize something. You know, although although with rankings, there's not a right answer yet. We are giving, you know, through our rankings and through our CRBST and all the resources we have at Dynasty Domain, we are giving them advice as, how, as to how we think they should be operating their Dynasty team. And, you know, I think that's how we differ now. Um, I'm telling people at this point, if the six-game suspension sticks, I'm assuming it will. If I'm doing a startup draft tomorrow, I'm not taking Joe Burrow over to Sean Watson. I will not do it. I will not do it. I, I, I just, I think six months from now, if, if this sticks, that will look, I think it just will look really bad on us if we if we confidently say, take Deshaun over these people, don't take Deshaun over these people, start up. Because the days of getting Deshaun at the 2-3 the turn are over. They just are. I mean, he's going to start going that high, if not higher. And so for us giving advice, you know, I think Nathan Simon would probably say, yeah, he's probably going to be the 7th or 10th quarterback off the board. It's not a wrong answer yet. For me, I'm saying if you're doing a startup like and you can get him, do it. And, you know, you obviously maybe you're looking to build next year. But it's for me, I just the Joe Burrow thing is the one I think that really bothers me because I do think when Deshaun's healthy, he is a, a much better fantasy player than Joe Burrow is. I mean, just hands down. But it, uh, I mean, like I said, he's got to stay yep. out of trouble. <laughs> he just has to. Yeah, I mean, only one of them has appendicitis. So that's true. That, that really plays into it for me. That actually made me, I dropped Burrow like five spots outside of the top 12, but that would be more than five spots. I can't do yeah. math. It, like like eight spots because he had appendicitis. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, I dropped him 13 <laughs> spots. You're dumb. You guys are you guys are dumb. Anyways, Deshaun <laughs> is, pro- is maybe back. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll obviously be covering this more. We have, I don't know if we've ever talked about a single player as much as we've talked about Deshaun Watson this offseason. It has been quite crazy. Yeah, and I don't think anyone has. Everyone's been So what's our official Deshaun. answer? We got lost in the sauce there. I'm taking the Deshaun side. Take the Deshaun first. Deshaun. Okay. Yeah. And, and you guys would just look to move Deshaun. I'd probably look to keep him. That's the difference. Yeah. So yep. Minor difference. Uh, before we get into our quick hitting uh, training camp headlines today, which we've got some interesting ones, let's talk about the domain because it is growing. It's thriving. We're doing quite well, I think. And, um, you know, we're not we we mentioned this at the beginning we're not in this for the money we're not you know trying to make a buck off people it really that's that part of it doesn't super matter to us um but i do think i do think we got to a point where we had to decide whether we were going to you know just keep it where it's at or we're going to grow it and we chose to grow it so we've got a lot of exciting announcements that we want to share with you today the first of these announcements and probably the most important is that we've expanded our dynasty domain team and we are very happy to announce that we've brought some people on. So the first of these um, is going to be Jeremy Johnson. You might know him as JCJ on Twitter or JCJ dynasty. Um, He's pretty well respected around the dynasty community for his Debbie writing uh, and for his overall fantasy football and dynasty football in particular knowledge. Uh, He has, he was currently, or he was previously a writer for DFF, um, and he has now decided to come on as our director of content. And so we are thrilled to have him because honestly, if you've read his, he's going to cover a whole side of dynasty yeah. that we do not, we just don't touch it on our podcast. We, there's so much you can cover, but Debbie and scouting and rookies, I mean, this is, this is right up his alley and he's going to come in and he's going to run that whole side of our content for us, obviously doing some other dynasty content for us too. Um, but this is just, it was a great opportunity for us to get some more content out to you guys. So you have all the resources available to run your dynasty team throughout the season. Uh, and we took advantage of that. We are super excited to have JC on the team. Uh, so give him a follow on Twitter. You'll find him linked on our page now. Um, but we're thrilled to have him on board. We also brought it on two guys that we have gotten to know quite well in our leagues. Um, both Kevin Krieger and Gus Gaskell, um, they're coming on and they're going to run our leaks for us you know these all sound like fake names I know. jeremy johnson <laughs> kevin krieger gus gaskell how come they have the the double initials i know you we have not made this up no? promise you yeah. can look them up on twitter well and and you would know them in our leagues if you're in our leagues you know them as goma juice and you would know them as 
the Kriegs. So they are obviously in our leagues they're all too, great. but they're great. And they know, I mean, honestly, they're in enough of our leagues to where they know the rules inside and out. Um, so obviously with that, that means we're starting a lot of leagues right now. Before the season starts, we're kind of going on a blitz. We're going to start some dynasty domain leagues. Uh, we'd love for you to jump in and join some. They're being created. I mean, pretty much almost daily. I think we have what five or six new leagues in the last week, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they are, they're cranking them out. They're cranking them out, and there are people ready to join leagues and get in a dynasty. And the one thing that I have to brag on is our leagues. I think we have the best I think we have the best leagues out there. Our leagues are active. They are fun. We have the rule setting that we like and we think is the best rule setting for dynasty. So if you are interested in joining a league, don't go to our website because our website is currently under construction. Uh, but you can e- email us at thedynastydomain.com. You can find us on Twitter, um, and you could also find... Gus and Kevin on Twitter, they have Twitters and they're going out and actively recruiting people, but get in touch with us and um, we'll get you in a league. We're really excited to be expanding that part too. Uh, a couple more cosmetic things, you know, obviously you've heard we have a new theme song. Pretty cool. Uh, we're getting used to that now, but we are totally rebranding Dynasty Domain in terms of our visual look. Totally. And it's a really exciting time for us. Um, we, we have recently come up with a new logo design. Uh, we're working on getting some more content, obviously, but that is just all going to look completely different. We're excited to get a new clean look out there as well. Uh, as far as content goes, we have started our YouTube page and our first YouTube shorts will be going out this week. So you will be able to go to our Dynasty Domain YouTube page. You'll be able to watch our shorts. We're going to be releasing three to anywhere from three to five videos a week on some of the hotter topics in Dynasty so that you have these resources all week. We are putting more out there for you as we gear up for the NFL season. We are super pumped for that. Between that and um, JCJ's articles coming out, it's a good time to be a member of the domain. And that leads me to our last and final announcement. Um, If you're not currently on our locals, you should get there because we're going to take the paywall down. Uh, With enough stuff going on at Dynasty Domain, we are going to roll some of this stuff out and we're going to let you have it for free. And and there's, we have a lot of reasons for doing that. But like I said, we're not in it for the money. And we want you to see what kind of resources you can have. We really do believe we're putting out great stuff. And at this point, the only way for you to see that, if you're not going to pay for it, is if we let you have it for free. So we're going to go ahead and take our paywall down. You're going to be able to get on our locals, use our rankings, use our CRBST, read our shorts, watch our videos, interact with us, ask us for trade advice, etc. And I think it's time for us to prove that we have the best dynasty content in the industry i mean i, I really do believe that we are going to take good steps with this and we're really excited to offer this yeah, all it's, it's going to be a lot of fun doing this together and with our community that we've already built and are going to continue to build it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun this season it's uh season starting to ramp up and with that do you know what just started this week uh training camp did i hear training camp I, no that's what i said training camp Training camp started this week. Training camp? Every single team reported a training camp this week. So that's what we're going to be going over this uh, this pod is just uh, going to walk through some of the news that we have noticed um, over this past week about each team in the NFL. Um, what stood out to us about certain players? What's been concerning? What's been exciting? What should we just straight up ignore? But before we do that, I've got your stupid sleeper alert of the week. Oh my gosh. And yeah, this uh, this is word for word. I promise you I'm not misreading this. I'm not going to mess up what, um, what, what is said. Here, here's how it goes. The hashtag Eagles have surrounding QB Jalen Hurts with some legit weapons. Great English there. Just top-notch end quote linguistics. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That got sent to our phones this week. Jalen Hurts is surrounding with legit weapons, just so you know. Um, they, they actually got some guy named A.J. Brown. Don't really know who he is, but I heard he's some legit weapon. And so Yeah, he's... He's like 5'7", 117 pounds, yeah, something, runs something, a 4, 17, like 40. I don't know why they signed me. I'm 6'5", 230, but right. whatever. Hey, if I had known, I, I just, I can't believe Sleeper's just now telling us about this. If I had known this back then, like I would be drafting this A.J. Brown fella in our startups. Like he, I think he's. I'd be drafting Jalen Hurts man, top six in the startups. It, what, he's legit. He's like, legit. Oh, sleeper alert of the week. Russell Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos. No crap. I don't. I seriously, I do not understand who's sending these alerts out. But yeah, I, I mean, if you surrounding these types of weapons with like <laughs> for Matt Ryan, uh, heck, I'd be taking him in the in the top two rounds of startups. If I don't care that he's thirty seven. 
Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the Packers <laughs> have surrounding Aaron Rodgers with some elite talent as well. Like my boy Lizard. Yeah. Oh, in terms of stupid, the hey. sleeper alerts continue to um, amaze us. The yeah. Packers, the, I mean, the sleeper does occasionally send out some good alerts. Like they've sent out some training camp alerts. Yep. Yeah. And so for the Packers training camp, I've seen quite a few alerts about Romeo Dubs. Yeah. Yeah, and, that has been um, interesting stuff. He has been one of those guys that I've just seen a lot of people talking about on Twitter. And um, I liked him coming out of Nevada. Um, he looked really good in college with Carson Strong. And people might say that, oh, his quarterback was the one who made him look good because Carson Strong was a good quarterback. I really like Carson Strong. I was surprised he went undrafted. He's actually on the Eagles now, for the record. Um, yeah. But... You know what that means? That means Romeo Dubs now has an elite quarterback. His name is Aaron Rodgers, and he is the two-time MVP, back-to-back in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers himself has been talking about how Romeo Dubs has impressed. That, if if that means nothing, I, I don't know what means anything when, when Aaron Rodgers talks, but when he talks about a rookie wide receiver, you listen. You yeah. know why? Because he rarely, if ever calls out a rookie receiver or talks about how solid they are as a rookie because he doesn't throw the ball to guys he doesn't know yet. So it just, when he mentions a guy like this, that you listen. Yeah, and you know, with Romeo Dubs, he's obviously going in the 16th round of startup drafts. So, uh, you know, a guy, it's probably a pretty good dart throw, but, you know, do do I expect Aaron Rodgers to throw to him a whole lot this season? Probably not, but, you know, long-term wise, you know, being attached to an elite You never know. Who else is there? Yeah, you never know. So, um, let's go ahead and keep moving down the NFC North. Uh, out of the Vikings camp, I mean, what are we hearing out of, out of Minnesota there? Yeah. Um, so Ty Chandler was a running back I really liked this last year in the draft. You liked all of them, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're not you're not super wrong there. I know. But Dalvin Cook in in Minnesota has a fourteen million dollar cap hit next year. Alexander Madison will is on this year on the last year of his rookie contract. So. With those two, I'm assuming they won't be able to re-sign Madison. And um, that leaves Ty Chandler, if he looks good, to take up that backup role to Dalvin Cook. And we know how valuable that has been. Alexander Madison, when Dalvin Cook goes down, you hardly miss a beat. He, he puts up very similar numbers. And if Ty Chandler is able to do that this year, if there's already, according to some of these beat writers, a little battle going on between Ty Chandler and and Alexander Madison, then he is absolutely worth a late-round flyer. And if you could grab him, you would be so happy when next year he takes over that Alexander Madison role, which we've already seen goes in like the 11th and 12th round of startups, which is really early. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really early for a a backup running back. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, like I said, you're getting Ty Chandler rounds 18 to 22 in a, in a startup. So it's, it's another dart throw that might be worth it out of these initial reports. Um, finish rounding out the FC North real quick and out of Detroit, you know, I'm hearing a lot. I'm hearing good things about Swift, which, you know, I, I think we expect to hear good things about Swift. Obviously, Jameson Williams still not practicing there. So, you know, updates on him, but from what I've heard, Deandre Swift has looked pretty good. And yeah. And my coach, Dan Campbell is looking pretty dang good doing conditioning out there with his defensive boys. That is right. And I haven't heard anything out of Chicago as far as, you know, I, they're probably going to be hot garbage this year, so I'm not expecting to hear a whole lot out of Chicago. But Well, uh, I heard that Justin Fields threw the ball, and it hit Nikhil Harry in the hands, uh, and it was intercepted. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's move on. NFC East, so uh, let's go down the list here. Uh, obviously, the news out of Dallas today is that James Washington has a foot fracture, right? And he's going to be out for, I think, they said, what, 10 weeks, right? Yeah, 6 yeah. to 10 weeks. He, he and fractured, metatarsal. Yeah, yes. fractured one of his metatarsals. I know how that feels. Thank goodness it was not a Jones fracture like ETN, so he most likely will not be out for the entire season. But Gerald that's a big Jones hit. Fracture. It's a big hit. Yeah, it is. And, you know, in terms of how does this affect the other Cowboys wide receivers, uh, Jalen Tolbert stock up because Gallup's not going to be ready for a week run. So, I mean, it's literally it's going to be CD and Jalen Tolbert and who else? Who's going to be their wide receiver three at that yeah, point? Uh, maybe Dalton Schertz. Well, he's their tight end, but who's their actual like wide receiver three at that point? Well, Gallup. Well, no, he, Gallup is going to be out thing. week one. That's what I Everyone, said. Oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. So who is, that's what I'm saying. Like week one, uh, who knows? I can't remember who they, the, Did they draft another receiver other than Tolbert? They drafted another um, guy. 
Mm, they got that new guy that's that's trending right now and on Sleeper. Yeah, probably why. I'm sure he's really important. Um, no, he, it's because he made those a few of those crazy catches at hey, TJ Vasher. They've got they've got Noah Brown that says is, is their wide receiver three. I see. But and they have um, the one wide receiver out of Indiana, IU. Yeah. Who was it? Ty Frogel. I didn't know yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. He was oh, undrafted. Man. So TJ Vasher, Ty Fro- F- Fry Fogel. Jeez, yeah. you IU fans. You need to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> those will be the wide receiver three. You know what's interesting? I'm looking at the depth chart on Sleeper right now, and CD Lamb isn't on the depth chart. <laughs> You're right. No yeah. joke. That's funny. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Cowboys suck. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, Dax production or anything like no. that. Really, they no. they they'll be fine between Schultz and Lamb. They're gonna be and, fine. and then the and Pollard then the and Zeke too. Yeah. So they're chilling. Uh, coming out of Washington here, um, the Commanders are a terrible organization from what we've heard. Uh, but for real, uh, Terry uh, Terry McLaurin has been talking up Jahan Dotson a little bit. Carson Wentz is also under-throwing balls, and Terry is snagging him just like Pitty did last yeah, year. Yeah, Terry knows how to handle balls. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Terry has been notorious for being able to have good hands in, in situations like that. But um, Jahan Dotson, I mean, like I said, this is a guy coming out of Penn State that some people were kind of shorting because of his landing spot uh, you know, in Washington. And obviously, I don't blame them. But I don't think it really surprises me that he has come out and been uh, – at least fairly impressive in he's camp. A, he's a dang good receiver. Yeah, and he's going to be the clear wide receiver two there, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could even. I'm going to sound crazy, Nathan. You might want to close your ears, but I think Jahan Dotson has a, a chance to even maybe after this year challenge Terry for the wide receiver one role. They both played easy in easily. the Big Ten. Jahan Dotson had probably I don't know his production was at least. Wow, Nathan, you you just almost knocked our table over. I um, just love that you love Dotson. They have similar as much as production. Shut up, man. Jahan Dotson was drafted earlier and he's younger. So I think Terry has proven it already, and I'm not about to go out and, and start drafting Jahan Dotson over Terry or anything stupid like that. But I think that's something to watch for in the long Chances run. Chances there. Yeah, the other thing I want to talk about with the commanders is that Brian Robinson has actually been getting some hype from the beat writers out there. Um I, I don't know how much there is to this, but Antonio Gibson, man, he is he is just falling and falling and falling in these startups, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, but in part because, you know, there's there's reports, there's rumors that Brian Robinson could take away some goal line carries for Antonio Gibson, and obviously that would drastically affect his value. Um, what are you guys thinking about the Brian Robinson hype? Is there truth to it? You think he actually gets in the field this year? Um, you think he takes Antonio's spot? I mean, what? how, how far are we taking this? Um, Not far enough that I would be dropping Gibson in my rankings or in startups like he's dropping right now in general in the dynasty community. I think Gibson's actually being a bit overlooked and let's be honest, he has always had another running back in the backfield since he's been playing that has threatened his production and taken away from what we think should be his production, but they've never wanted him to be the bell cow and I'm not really concerned. I'm not concerned about Gibson at all. I'm more excited about what Brian Robinson can do and the value that you can get him at late in startups. Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I think I'm still with you there. So um, let's move on to the Giants. Yeah, so the Giants, I mean, I've early training camp headlines there. Kenny Galladay's had some trouble separating from what it sounds like. Uh, have you, what, have you heard anything special on this one, Simon? I haven't really heard about this one. No, I mean, I just think people. The, the Giants are hot trash. They're a garbage franchise. They're a poverty franchise. They'll never be good. Blah, 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 blah. Kadarius Tony is their only hope, and he's looked good. So hopefully he can stay out of trouble. I actually do have some hope for the Giants this year. I, I, I can crap on them, but I think this is the first time they've actually had a coach that they can maybe That's see the light competent. of day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, hey, don't forget, Saquon Barkley, quote, looks good. Yeah, he quote. does, according to Sleeper. No, Saquon's always good. Yeah, the fact that he's been able to <laughs> transcend and and shine the way he has on that team is just amazing. He twisted his ankle and everybody hates him now. But uh, Kadarius Tony's looked pretty good. Um, uh, he's I've seen some videos of him. He's making some really incredible catches. If he can get his attitude in check, man, I like Kadarius Tony, especially where he's going in, in startups right now. Um, yeah, this NFC least. I mean, they, I just hate talking about them. But the Eagles, obviously, um, this report is really, really just discouraging to me. It says through four practices, another troubling part of the Eagles offense has been the lack of traffic for Devonta Smith. It's all been Brown and Goddard in the passing game. Uh, that's from John McMullen, who I think is an Eagles beat writer. Um, sad? No. But, but but I'm definitely not reacting to this. No, I mean, this no. is training camp. Yeah. So yes. y- we're taking all of these reports with a grain of salt. This by is the training way. camp. This is also, if it's all Brown and Goddard, 
which we assumed they would be the primary threats, who's going to be on them every single game? The best of the yeah. best on every defense. Yeah. Devontae Smith is going to be open. He's going to be fine. And He's going to create so much separation. This is a win-win for us either way because I think all three of us are heavy investors in Devontae Smith and in A.J. Brown. So as long as one of them is getting heavy targets, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. A.J. Brown, he's a stud. Devontae Smith, he's a stud. I'm not really worried they're they're going to transcend. No, nope. I'm, yep. I'm using I'm that word a lot. I'm not either. Yeah. Oh, nice. New SAT word, right? Sure. Going to college in two weeks, you got to be able to use the big words or you're not going to fit up there if they're What's at college? University. So who's ever even heard of that you're place? You're just jealous. Yo, I'm so jealous, man. Poo-poo University? College. Yeah, I I, fin- I graduated and have a full time job. I'm super <laughs> jealous. <of you. laughs> NFC South, we're talking about the Saints here. Um, nothing real out of the ordinary that we've seen or noticed. Like that's super crazy with the Saints, other than Michael Thomas um, finally practicing. He's yeah. been on the puppy list for a while. Yeah, there have um, been some good reports out of out of New Orleans about their receivers in general. I think the um, just with have them having Olave and Jarvis Landry, who I've heard has done well, and Michael Thomas. You've obviously seen the videos, and the door has slammed shut on the buy low uh, period for Michael Thomas. I think there's no guarantee that Michael Thomas comes back and is dominant, but at the same time, I've heard a lot of people just raving about their receiving core. You add Kamara into the mix. Um, man, I wish I'd get a solid tight end. But obviously, Jameis has enough weapons there to produce, and we've seen that he can produce with weapons. So uh, I've heard the receiving tour has been, or core has been good. Michael Thomas is obviously back, and that's somewhat encouraging. Hopefully, he doesn't quit this year. Uh, with the Buccaneers, obviously, the big news out of Tampa Bay this week was that uh, old Tom Brady went over and convinced Julio Jones to come sign with the Bucks, and yeah, you know what this means for his dynasty value? Uh, nothing. Absolutely, Jack Squad. It shouldn't mean it anything. Shouldn't. It shouldn't, but he will go up in value significantly. And, and if you can get anything, would you would you give a third he, for Julio? No, no way, right? No, a third in twenty, a third in any year has a better long term outlook than Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, call he, me crazy. He's what fifty six at this point? Fifty six uh, or fifty seven? Yeah, fifty seven. Yeah, no, not not even his age for me. It's just the injury that he struggled with the last two seasons, and that just when you be when you are that age as a receiver and you start showing a a, a pattern of continued injuries they're not going to go away no they're not they're and not. um another big injury out of the bucks training camp was their center Ryan Jensen who just blew out his knee and i th- i think they're looking at a full year recovery yep. for him and yep. that's it's never good for old Tom. He might have to get hit this year a little I, I, bit. You know what? In Tom Brady without Gronkowski, the splits aren't great. Um, so we won't address the elephant in the room there. But I think, you know, in terms of Julio, like, I think Russell Gage is the better option, at least until Chris Godwin comes back. And when Godwin comes back, I think it's him and Mike Evans, like, normal. But, um, yeah, definitely not overreacting to Julio news. I wouldn't go buying him by any means. Uh, out of the Panthers camp, this is kind of funny. Every every quarterback clip I've seen out of the Panthers camp has been literal garbage. Whether it's Darnold throwing picks or Baker underthrowing people, I mean, <laughs> it's just like every clip I see, it's like, oh, Baker threw another pick. But Baker's the next Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> have you not? They're both like six one. They're both white um, with dark yeah. features. I mean, I'm taller oh, than boy. six six one. Am I? Does that mean I'm going to be beyond Drew Brees? Yeah, I, I just love that people are are taking it so uh, by surprise that Baker and Darnold are actually splitting first team reps. It's almost like Darnold has been there for longer than Baker yeah, has. And he understands the offense more. What? It's almost no like way. it's almost like they're both trash. When did Baker get there? Two weeks ago. Uh, but he hasn't learned the entire offensive uh, playbook. Three weeks ago. Yeah, he's not Andrew Luck. He can't memorize it in a night. Um, through all that. DJ Moore always what, Simon? What does he always do? Transcends. DJ Moore transcends. always transcends. Yeah, high five. Yes, good high five. Yes. Didn't high five me. That That is fraudulent That's because sad. you think we're on a podcast, we can get away with lying to people. <laughs> but uh, DJ Moore, I, I think he's he still looks pretty, I mean, decent. He's been good with bad quarterbacks. And, you know, obviously the quarterback situation can't get that much worse with Baker. So uh, he's looked good through training camp. Moving on and rounding out the NFC, we'll go through the NFC West real quick. Uh, Kyler has COVID. But if, you skipped the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons. That must be, that yes, must be the because Falcons there's are nothing a team. to talk Moving about. Moving on. Their running back room looks amazing, okay, didn't you stop, hear? Stop, stop, <laughs> All right, uh, NFC West. Again, <laughs> I skipped the Falcons for a reason. Uh, Kyler has COVID. Does COVID still exist? Question mark. Um, apparently. Barely, Kyler's out for five days. Barely, right? Are they really like quarantine? Oh, you know what Kyler might do during these five days? Ride? Study. 
I, I don't he know, might, man. He might get done his four hours of he might get his four hours of studying. Well, I don't know. They so, took they took that out of his contract. They took that clause out. Yeah, so he did. no longer yeah. has to study. Yeah. yeah, Kyler may have some fresh COVID in his blood, but he also has some fresh new money since he just signed a massive long term deal with the Cardinals. So. Yeah, and obviously that that is going to cement his value in as a top five, probably in my opinion, top six in everybody's opinion here. Yep. Uh, dynasty quarterback for the foreseeable future. I haven't five. Simon, I am so proud. No, but I'm, I'm talking about with Deshaun because uh, I have him at five now. So if you put Deshaun ahead of him, you'd have him at six. But yeah, top whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, high five. Yeah, uh, we didn't high five. Um, yeah, so COVID still exists apparently. So Kyler, Kyler's doing that. Outside of that, I haven't heard a lot of uh, Cardinals training camp. Uh, with the Rams, um, man, I got a stupid sleeper alert about Allen Robinson this week. <laughs> uh, just ridiculous. But uh, Allen Robinson has a good chance to be any wide receiver two as any wide receiver two to be a wide receiver one. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. So of all the wide receiver twos, he's probably got one of the better chances with an yep. elite quarterback and being an elite talent and just basically not trying at all last year because he realized that the bears were trash. Uh, he's got a pretty good chance. I think to have a really productive year. So yeah. obviously you're getting him in later rounds to a startup. Who is a better wide receiver, Bobby trees or Allen Robinson Robinson, probably Allen Robinson and Bobby trees was a wide receiver two in points per game last year. Bobby trees is a beast. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, Robert, but I'm Robinson saying can do it. Allen Robinson can absolutely do it as well. Uh, there you go. the DK got a new contract. So a couple bigger contract extensions here, especially in, uh, the NFC West. I mean, three, yeah. three of the better NFC West players in dynasty have gotten contract extensions. So DK is the next one. Um, you know, obviously with DK, I like him on teams where you're drafting guys like Deshaun Watson, where you're looking to win next year, win the Seahawks draft that hopefully elite level prospect, not guaranteeing that that, that prospect will break out, but at least giving them a fresh start and giving his value another bump so that next year, if you do need to move off him, you can. But I like DK as a value right now. He got a new contract, so it cements him there in, in Seattle. I think it's a good place for him to be. Um, I'm not totally riding the hype train in the sunset yet, but it's definitely good that he's going to be there long-term. Uh, Rashad Penny is the running back one as far as I've heard in Seattle, and Kenneth Walker has been getting the RB2 snaps. So. It's almost like Penny's been there for years and years and years, and of course they're going to start well, with him being the RB1. No, I think Penny is a good running back. I, I really do, and I think he, he yeah, fits that no, scheme, absolutely. their blocking scheme with their wide zone. It fits really well. The problem with Penny has never been his skill, it's always been his ability to stay healthy. So, yeah, um, not really surprising. I don't think that does a lot for Walker's dynasty value for me, but that's just kind of the word out of training camp so far. The 49ers are always going to be an interesting team to talk about, especially this year. Uh, Debo got paid, man. Debo got paid and good for him because it's going to tie him to uh, a good, a very good NFL organization, if I'm being honest with you, with a good GM and good coaching and right now just a good roster. So good for Debo. We'll see how his, I honestly think he's scoring less points this year. Simon and I agree on that one. Nathan does not, but we're going to see how it kind of plays out. He's he's still probably a decent value in Dynasty. Uh, Trey Lance is starting. Wow. In, in, in San Francisco, did we know this I'm, was going to happen? I'm really surprised. What? It's like they spent three first round picks on him. But guys, I thought... Uh, an anonymous reporter and, and like some other player said that he sucked. Well, if you listen to Dynasty Nerds, you got that take. But, but Jimmy G is worth a first. <laughs> if you listen to Dynasty Domain, you got that take. Yeah, that would be Nathan back in week three of the Dynasty Domain Jimmy podcast. Jimmy G is better than a lot of quarterbacks that will be starting week one. Yep, you're probably right. I mean, he's I like I said, Jimmy G's a guy where if you hold on to him and or at least, you know, even go get him cheap and you hold on to him, you're probably gonna get a fairly good return when he actually gets traded somewhere. Yep, and keep an eye on the Seahawks. I'm still holding out a little bit of hope that maybe at some point they'll land him. Yeah, I don't see that happening. They, I, in I, division. <laughs> Sam Frank could hold on to Jimmy G for insurance as well. Just for a season. Yeah. I mean he's he's good to learn under. They could do that again. Yeah. Yep. Who knows? Um that kind of rounds out oh, oh, Another thing I want to touch on with 49ers was Brandon Ayuk. I've heard he has really good chemistry with Trey Lance. I've seen a lot of uh, impressive tape from him out of training camp, making some really impressive catches. Uh, Trey Lance making some really impressive throws. Maybe Ayuk is this is maybe this will be his bounce back era here, where he can kind of get back to the prospect we all thought he was. I think he absolutely has that ceiling. Yeah. So when uh, Debo and Ayuk first kind of came onto the scene, Debo a little bit earlier. Debo was going ahead of Ayuk, and then Debo was injured. And Ayuk's rookie season, he impressed. Then the following year, Ayuk was pretty consistently going over Debo. This season, Debo is now going over Ayuk again by a long shot. Uh huh. And. Uh, that's that's per expected, but I could see Ayuk making a heck heck of a big jump back because he he was he had some 
behind the scenes issues with the coaching staff, specifically Shanahan last season, and they seem to be doing all right this year and targeting him plenty. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, who so knows? He's he's going to produce. But another wide receiver battle, I guess, out of the Steelers, the Steelers training camp would be the Chase Claypool and George Pickens that we're all hearing about all over Twitter. I think yeah. we're seeing so much George Pickens hype. Yeah, there's a ton of hype around the Steelers right now. Uh, the interesting thing for me with with Pickett is that he, he's getting the third team reps. He's not even getting reps above Mason Rudolph. Like, I don't understand. if it, Number one, you know, Kenny Pickett, we're going to have... You know, we'll talk about him a little bit in one of our YouTube shorts that comes out this week. But I don't understand why the Steelers used a first-round pick on him when they had needs in other places if they weren't even going to try to get him in the rotation. Like, and I get it. It's like, oh, it's a process, blah, 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 Mike Tomlin, patience, whatever the frick. Like, he, I mean, he's pay- no Big Ben. No, and he's not. And so talent-wise, I just it just I hope this ends up making sense. But it just for me, it just doesn't right now. So yeah, I don't know. He's third team right now. It's we'll see how this plays out. But he went to pit. Yeah, not looking, yeah. not looking good for picket owners, dynasty owners. Yeah, I yeah. again, I would expect him to at least start going third team because Rudolph has been there for years. He knows the system like the back of his hand or as well as he can as a as a mediocre quarterback. Well, and he then might Trubisky, not remember the system. Trubisky has some Mason Rudolph. Yeah, remember when he got hit in the head. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, but Trubisky also has, he just has football experience as a starter for the bears. If you can call that footballing with Matt Nagy. Um, so, you know, Pickett being third team, I'm not super concerned, but also I didn't really have any high expectations for him to begin with. Um, I'll, I'll trust the offense. I'll trust the system. I'll trust Mike Tomlin and I'll trust that receiving core to make something out of nothing at the quarterback position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and with, you know, George Pickens, you know, you've seen some impressive throws from him out of training camp, or I'm sorry, catches. Catches, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not been throwing good. the ball, but he's been good, man. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not riding that hype too much because I just, I wonder how much of an impact he'll actually make this year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that play out, but obviously he's had some very nice catches in training camp so far. Uh, with Cincy, uh, Hayden Hurst has been a, a big storyline out of, out of the Cincinnati offense so far in training camp. Obviously, he's got a big, a, a big opportunity with one of the highest-powered offenses in the NFL. But what have you been hearing about uh, Hayden Hurst? Yeah, n- nothing super detailed about his performance and play, more just about how big of an opportunity he has to really insert himself into this offense and really leave a mark and to be a really – really solid asset for them when you've got high-end receivers like T and Jamar and then Joe Mixon in the backfield. Uzoma was an average at best receiver. He was an elite blocker, Um, but they use him in the passing game plenty last season, and he was able to produce um, to to a point that you were able to comfortably start him um, if need be. Obviously, he wasn't your top option or anything, but if you had to throw him in there, you know, you were feeling good about your chances that he was going to get some decent yardage, some decent catches, and a touchdown here and there. Um, Hayden Hurst, I personally just think, is a better tight end than that. He's shown better production in, uh, in Atlanta, and he was just pushed out the door in Atlanta why why would you not push a guy like him out the door when you get a guy like Kyle Pitts? He has a great new opportunity here in Cincy with a loaded offense. Um, don't look for him to be an insane producer, but look for him to be startable and to be a good value yeah. where he's going in startups. I'm, I'm right comparing now. him to Tyler Higby right now. So yeah, a yeah. really a really that's similar. That's a, yeah. Very yeah. good comparison. Yeah, it, there's guys that are under the radar, old, not a very sexy pick, but like yeah. could easily be productive this you year. You don't have to spend much on oh, those tight no. ends going later in startups, oh, no. oh. and you can spend your earlier draft picks on guys that have higher ceilings as receivers and running backs. I'm, I'm really all for that. Yeah, so let's go to the Ravens. Um, Obviously, JK, he'll probably be ready for week one, if not like week two or three, if I had to guess. Uh, but Edwards is still out behind him. So right now, it's looking like Tyler Beatty. I mean, he's he's going to at least take some reps in, in training camp here. And it's a guy we talked about last week, so we won't hark on. But it's just an interesting note out of the uh, Ravens camp as they kind of work to get that running back depth sorted out. They had this problem last year, too. Hopefully, they can rebound from that. And Lamar's a big boy. That's that's the other thing here. Lamar, big boy. He obviously put on, what, 25, 30 pounds, right? Yeah, if if you're on Twitter right now, you've been seeing the clips of him. He, he even in an interview, said he's gained about 25 pounds. I, said, I think he said he went from 205 to 230. And um, maybe, maybe this will finally erase the injury worries with him because – you see guys like Deshaun or Josh Allen and Justin Herbert who will scramble, and, and no one worries about them getting hurt. Um, so maybe if Deshaun puts on <laughs> puts on some extra weight, 
You'll stop worrying about I don't, him I don't getting know. hurt. Yeah, I don't know. We've seen some uh, quarterbacks in the past who oh, are the guess. size of Andrew massive Luck. linebackers. Well, not even him. Other guys, too. But, like, we're concerned. Josh Allen has been injured in the past when he seeks out contact. But, again, we like seeing the exercise that that Lamar has um, ha- has put on because of just his ability as as a runner. His, his um, ability, actually, I think most important is his – his ability in the pocket to stay on his feet and to elude sacks, um, specifically back there, not even for running, because running at his as his at his previous size was better because he could just be more shifty, more quick. He may even just slow. He may slow down a bit um, as a runner this year, which is fine if their go-to is to keep him in, in the, the pocket, pocket behind yeah. the line of scrimmage as much as they can to keep him healthy. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, th- I think it will be really interesting to see how that affects his style of play. But um, lots of storylines coming out of Baltimore right now. Um, with the Browns, we already talked about it. Everything's Deshaun. Uh, I've heard David Bell's been kind of impressive. It'll be interesting to see how he pairs with Deshaun when he comes back. Yeah, it's like some receiver who in college absolutely lit up any of his competition sure. is actually good. Yeah. Uh, bad school, but obviously a good prospect. And um, with Deshaun Watson, obviously you heard Amari Cooper. You know he was complimenting Deshaun Watson, saying, "I mean, it was just, just how nice it was to play be, to play with him." And I see somebody coming from who's a guy who's played with Derek Carr, who's played with Dak Prescott. Like, I mean, he's played with elite quarterbacks before. He had some pretty high praise for Deshaun. Obviously, he's not going to say anything bad about Deshaun. Did but, you just call Derek Carr elite or Dak Prescott? Uh, Dak Prescott. Okay, yeah. Derek Carr. Derek Carr puts up numbers. Derek Carr's mid. <laughs> okay. Nathan, um, Nathan Trigger. Nathan Trigger. Uh, in, in the AFC East, yep. we see with the Bills. Obviously, Josh Allen is still lighting up everyone he touches. Um, did you see he got into a, a little scuffle? Uh, yeah, he probably overreacted a little bit there. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But Allen at the same time, at the same time, like don't even jokingly hit your quarterback in, in training camp. Yeah, because I mean, if I were the Bills head coach, I'd, I'd be ripping yeah. the DT. Like, yeah. I, no, but, there was he. They were running a little design quarterbacks, you know, run up the middle, and one of the defensive linemen just kind of pushed him at the end, you know, because it wasn't. It was supposed to be non non contact, but he got pushed, and and Josh Allen turned around and, and shoved him back. And well, did he have a he red shirt on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, you don't you yeah. don't touch him. Yeah, I know, but I I still yeah. think it was it would it should have just been like, hey man, what's up? Why'd you do that? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, there, bro. There, was, there were no ill intentions there. I, I'm sure, but. Outside of that, we've seen um, some talk about Zach Moss. I'm I'm not about to jump no. on any Zach Moss hype train no, at all. But he that has was been, funny. He has been getting some touches. Yes. But, but I think this is going to contribute to our, our thesis here that I think, you know, between Singletary and James Cook blech, and uh, Zach Moss, you know, I think yeah. they're going to just make each other fantasy irrelevant. Yep. Like, that's just, I just think how it's going to be. Yep, uh, we've agree. heard good things about Isaiah McKenzie out of, out of Buffalo. Obviously, any receiver that plays with Josh Allen is going to have that opportunity to be elevated by his extremely high level of play yeah. but Isaiah McKenzie in particular is somebody who you can get in really late rounds of startup drafts or get as a throw into a trade or things like that that actually could be maybe flexible this year if the targets are there for him uh will be interesting to see how that kind of plays out uh for the Pats what what are the Ramondre reports I mean come on it is amazing how much the fantasy football community can elevate a person based on a stupid training camp report like this I mean, are we really overreacting to this? Well, there were two actually. Ramondre first. Well, he, you know, he lost seven, seven pounds. pounds. Wow, that's a couple Big Macs that he lost there. And um, <clears throat> the next one was that Ramondre was taking first team snaps instead of Damian Harris. Like they were almost splitting time. Like they're almost on the New England Patriots. Like it's running committee. backs in New England are committee running backs. Yeah, you put the screw in the wall. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. The only, uh, the, really what this means is Ramondre is going to take away from Damian Harris and vice versa, and they drafted two running backs. Don't, don't, don't be targeting any Pats running backs. If Ramondre is one of your sleeper running backs this year, you're, I'm sorry, you're not that bright. Yeah, no, that's not, it's not. Um, Bill Belichick had some high praise for Mac though. And I think that's worth something because, yeah. you know, it's just, it's all hearsay and he's going to defend his quarterback, but Bill Belichick's usually pretty cut and dry. And for him to come out and say, okay, Mac has, has really taken a step up from last year, I think that could be encouraging. Because if Mac Jones, you know he's going to be reliable and play his system well, but if he actually could you know, step up and have some elite production, I think that would really help his dynasty value. Uh, next to the Jets, I just have blank. I haven't heard anything about the Jets. So they signed Brees Hall. I mean, yay, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Expected? Yeah, I, I know. So I do think him and Carter will 
yeah. still be splitting some a little bit this year. But we know it. everything we need to know about the Jets. Zach Wilson's a dog. It's a horrible franchise. There we go. Moving on. Yeah, the Dolphins. Um, Mike Gusecki has been getting some limited opportunities, I think, in training camp, and that's kind of been uh, a storyline. They've been using him as a blocker more, which actually in the past is, is pretty uncommon compared to what he's Doesn't done normally block. previously. So no. That's why I'm not buying into those reports a whole lot. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be running routes. He's gonna be that over the top, large, tall tight end. And and I've heard that Tua has been fairly accurate through training camp. Um, I've seen some good clips of of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle catching some of uh, Tua's throws, and the throws look good. Honestly, the catches look good. Tyreek, and man, I'm telling you, I think I think he's being faded a little bit too much, and especially in redraft and a little bit in dynasty. But I do I do I do expect to see big things out of Tyreek. Absolutely, still this year. he is a premier deep deep threat in the league. I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill. Um, Jamar Chase, right there. I mean, those would probably yeah. be the top three deep threats in the league. And I think the worry the whole time was can Tua even utilize him? And uh, and I know we keep saying over and over again, you know, don't put too much weight in the training camp yeah, reports. Yeah. But if Tua is able to do this in the training camp, we at least have seen some improvement, right? So if he's able to do this in a, in a team drill where there's some rushers coming in his face, and yes, they're not going to hit him, but they're you know Tyreek's in coverage and he's still making the throw and it's accurate and it all's going well, then maybe you can expect Tua to continue this into the season. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. It, and like I said, there's nothing crazy, but it will be interesting to see how that all shakes out with Tua. Um, moving on to the AFC West um, with the Chiefs, you know, obviously Juju. There have been a ton of of Juju highlights that I've seen. I think him and Pat Mahomes can end up having some good chemistry. Uh, Sky Moore has been used in the Debo role, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I've also seen a lot of backfield activity. Yeah, I've seen some good training camp clips of of Sky Moore too. So I think I think these Chiefs receivers overall, what you can take away from this um, is that they're being they're probably being drafted just a little bit too late, all of them for my liking, because they are tied to an elite quarterback in Pat Mahomes. But I mean, the earliest any of these guys are going is like the seventh eighth round. I mean, except for Kelsey, obviously. Yeah, and man, if you if you don't trust anything at least trust Andy Reid and what he's been able to do for decades. Like, he's going to play the strengths of these guys to the best of his ability, and he's going to do it well. That's why he's won a Super Bowl. That's why he's made it to multiple, and that's why he will go down in history as one of the best quarter or one of the best head coaches of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hearing anything about the running back position out of Kansas City? Uh, outside of Isaiah Pacheco... Pacheco, Pacheco. I don't know. Pacheco. I mean, no, I, I pass really. it to you because I don't know how to say his name. So, oh, there we go. Um, Smooth. I mean, n- not really. He, he's he's been getting some first team reps, and I think it's, yeah. I think it's notable, but probably doesn't mean a whole lot. I will say I drafted him in the 18th round of a startup today. And I'm kind of feeling sick yeah, about it. Yeah, so. I have I, a share of him as well. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, I think as we saw last year, that that Chiefs backfield is always just going to be a, who, whoever's got the quote a, hot hand. Yeah. I mean, none of them really do. I mean, yeah. what, it's a second it last thought. Daryl Williams. Jarek McKinnon, CEH, maybe throwing Isaiah Pacheco now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, not probably not a ton to, but I think the Chiefs will be solid again, like they always are. I think Pat Mahomes is the lead. Uh, with the Chargers, I haven't heard a whole lot. Same old Jazz. Uh, I have. I think Isaiah Spiller has pretty much cemented the RB two role there, so that's kind of important. He's the only person outside of Eckler that has been getting RB one snaps. Uh, outside of that, I mean, not a whole lot to report on. For the Raiders. Um, Zamir White is back, but he's not really impressing just yet. I'm back from his injury, so it'll be interesting to see how that whole situation with him and J- Josh Jacobs plays out as the season goes on, as the decision about you know Josh Jacobs and his future with the Raiders approaches. It should be really interesting because I think he would be the clear favorite to replace him there. Yeah. And, Z- Z- sorry, can I? Yeah. Zamir has done a little bit of work since he came back from injury, and all that I've heard is that he's been doing a good job, and they they like him. I mean, I mean they drafted him for a reason. But again, the injury is just, per usual, Zamir White, that's why he was never the alpha running back in Georgia to begin with, is he's always struggled with injury. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, moving on to the Broncos, the last uh, team out of the AFC West here, um, really the biggest thing I've seen is that Russell Wilson wore his own NFL jersey to training camp. He showed up in his big black truck, which is a cool truck, wearing his own jer- I mean... <sighs> Love to see it. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I guess you'll love to see it. I've never, Pat McAfee says he's never seen that. Like, I mean, just a player showing up wearing his own jersey, I think it's kind of funny. But outside of, you know, the actual players haven't heard a whole lot. I mean, I think it's going to be more of um, what we expect from the Broncos this year. So, and last but definitely least, the AFC South, um, <laughs> consistently not super good, led by the, um, the king of bad teams, the king of dumpy teams in the NFL, and that's the Titans. Um, 
out out of you know Tennessee's training camp, I do think that it's notable that Traylon Burks can breathe. Oh <gasps> no, way. I can't breathe because I'm so excited. Well, and I uh, this He's is it's just me, frustrating bro. to me because I tried to buy him so many places and I just had the door slammed on me. Yeah, thanks at Kevin Krieger. Yeah, at Kevin Krieger at the Kriegs. Um, wow, he has a lot of shows in, but you yeah. know, with 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 um. With Burks, I, I I honestly think he has as good a chance as any wide receiver in this class to end up being elite by the end of this year or elite in a year or two. Like, I really believe in Traylon Burks. He had a lot of pre-draft hype. It went down. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be solid. And obviously, the target opportunities there. I've seen some really nice clips of him in Tannehill. Uh, Houston's a literal poop fest, as Nathan has uh, typed it into our document here. Um, and you know, obviously prayers out to John Mechie has leukemia that opens some things up for Brandon cooks on, a, on the football side of things. They're hoping he gets better though. Uh, out of the Jaguars training camp, ETN, ETN, ETN. We've heard that ETN has been the star of Jaguars training camp. Maybe now he can live up to his ADP, right? I mean, cause he was being drafted, yes, sir. you know, third or fourth round as early as that and still going third, fourth, fifth round in startups. Uh, without us ever actually seeing him play. so Yeah, as uh, questionable as his value has been in Dynasty of recent times, I would say that I'm definitely very excited to see what he does this year. I'm really just looking forward to seeing what the Jags can do when they look like an actual football team and are coached by an actual football coach. Even though he sucks in Doug Peterson, it's not Urban Meyer. So sure. excited to see it. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how ETN produces this year. And last but certainly not least is our beloved Indianapolis Colts. Um, obviously, the big, we're going to caution you a little bit here. Obviously, the biggest headline out of training camp has been the Matt Ryan-Paris Campbell connection. You've gotten six sleeper alerts about it, and you get him every year in training camp because Paris Campbell, he stays healthy. He's really fast. He's actually really talented. He's healthy for training camp. He plays the preseason. He looks good. Everybody talks him up, and then he gets hurt. And who's to say it's not going to happen again, right? I'm not buying into the Paris Campbell hype. I mean, I just, we've seen it. We've seen it too many times at this point. We've seen it a lot of times. We've never, I have never in my life seen so many freak injuries happen to one guy. Yeah, and it's In the sad. first three seasons. It's sad. And, y- you know, if, if you want to take Paris's, Paris's word and opinion, he thinks that he is good to go. And the people that don't believe in him, uh, they can sit down and shut up. Man. And I love the confidence, love his drive and just his willingness to continue to put the work out day, put the work in day in and day out um, for the organization and for the team. He, he seems to be very unselfish, but very, very just excited to get back on the field. So um, we, we just got to see him on the field without getting hurt for long, for a span of longer than six games. Yeah. Um, the, the connections with him and Ryan, Always encouraging to see that. So and big storyline. Hines, yeah. Hines has been getting targets. Uh, Naeem Hines and yeah, this is we told you this was going to happen. I don't. If you didn't listen, you didn't listen. But he's a good contender piece this year. Uh, and then the last thing really is is that Alec Pierce has been extremely impressive through camp. I've seen a lot of clips. I've heard a lot of things outside of Westfield and Grant Park that Alec Pierce has been very nice, and we've been. Told, told you this last week on the sleepers episode, but uh, anything else on the Colts team? We don't, I don't, I don't want it to sound too biased. I haven't heard a ton of negative things out of the Colts yet. I think everybody's been kind of solid. No, health wise, they're they're chilling. Do you ever really hear negative things out of any any training camp though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. I've heard a couple out. Of, I mean, this year, but I, mean, I heard great. Depends. I heard great things about Carson Jamar, Wentz. Jamar Chase can't catch. I heard great things <laughs> about uh, Carson Wentz underthrowing Terry. Yeah, that's hilarious mm. how they how they. It was very. That. It was very funny. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, obviously, you, like I said, with the training camp headlines, it's just fun to talk about. It's really fun that there's actual football being played, and they're actually on a field, and there's a actual ball being thrown, and we can talk about it. So we're just kind of taking advantage of that. Take these with a grain of salt, but I think they're they're good discussion points. They're worth uh, bringing up. Uh, like I said, we got a lot of new content. Be sure to go to our YouTube page and subscribe to us there. Uh, we'll have that up and running by the time you're listening to this. Um, we'll have multiple videos this year or this there this week for you to watch and for you to enjoy. We've got content coming out all week. Uh, be sure to go to our locals page and check that out. And we're going to be, like I said, taking the paywall down for that. We'd love for you to join us there. Um, Keep up with Dynasty Domain. We've got a lot of big stuff going on. We've got a lot of big updates, but we really appreciate your support getting to this point. We appreciate all of you listening and liking the show. Um, Like I said, we couldn't do it without you guys. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. We'll continue to keep you in the loop. We'll continue to try to give you the best Dynasty coverage that we can. 
And in the meantime, keep hanging in there with us. We really appreciate all of you. As always, thanks for listening. This has been Dynasty Domain. Mm-hmm.